Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reish, your hostess and your teacher for the How I Teach broadcast. So let's just dig in with a small amount of housekeeping today uh, so that I can maximize my time for part two of the color-coded checklist challenge for revising papers from third grade on, that's a mouthful. But we started last week with part one, episode 17, um, in how to use a, a non-ambiguous, clear-cut, measurable, gradable, teachable checklist for revising papers. And um, I had another episode in this earlier, but this two-part episode is going to go into a lot more detail, it already has, about the color coding, about how to teach your students how to revise using one task right after another in a very measurable, um, um, easy-to-use checklist. So as I said in the previous episode, I use this with 50 to 60 live students every year, um, some online co-ops and students. And so um, it is, and it has been used for 20 years now, and it is the secret to writing improvement in all of my classes. And this particular two-part episode starts with third grade, but I am also telling you how you can use it with seventh and eighth graders. And the checklist challenge, actually, um, I use a, a portion of it for second and third graders, and then I keep going and using more and more and more of it uh, all the way up through high school. And even in my uh, big research paper class where they write uh, you know, three really big papers, um, with MLA formatting, and even in the five paragraph and timed essay, preparing for the SAT and ACT and contest and so forth, even in those classes, we use this. So let's go into your um, teacher's notebook real quickly. Remember the teacher's notebook is your free lesson each week that comes with how I teach. So it has the uh, second half of this lesson from Tools and Tricks Level 2. So all of my five month long downloadable Tools and Tricks books come in all the levels, second and third, fourth and fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth, ninth and 10th, and then 11th and 12th, there are five of those. And this lesson is a two week lesson that comes from Tools and Tricks episode uh, Level 2. And you can see that you get half of this lesson, right? And last week you got the first half. So you get a free lesson um, every week in How I Teach. So you can follow along on an audio with your teacher's notebook. And I'll try to tell you where we're at all the time. Sometimes I forget to do that. Um, or you can watch the video. So let's move over to the PowerPoint presentation and get started. Okay, so last week we looked at the overview box, which is my expectation explanation for students so they know what is expected of them. We looked at the color-coded sample, which we're gonna look at that in just a second. And I described how a student puts 
the checklist challenge beside him and his paper beside him. And he inserts each task of the checklist challenge. So be sure you watch part one of this. I don't want to repeat myself too much because it'll take up some of this week's time. Um, and so that was all in last week's, uh, including how to optional checklist challenge coding, which is a lot of what I'm teaching last week and this week, the student sample there. Um, so when you give the student the checklist challenge, um, how to do the checklist challenge lessons from any of the five tools and tricks books and from every first semester book of meaningful composition, um, it has a sample essay, report, or story that they can do the checklist challenge right onto. That way, if they haven't written anything that's three paragraphs, you don't have to come up with one of their own. But even more so, if you're teaching a class, like when I have eight students around the table doing this lesson with me, they each have the exact same paper. So I can say, you know, on that first line, where do you think a good adverb could go? And so we're all looking at the same paper. So it's very user-friendly for group teaching is to use the student sample provided. All right, now we have already looked at the first six maybe tasks on the checklist challenge. So just a couple reminders, we have this coded sheet here showing how the student added all of the changes and made the additions as well as any subtractions or anything that needed done to their paper. Then we have the complete checklist challenge coded, okay? So this lesson takes each task, one task at a time. And but what, and that's what all of the tools and tricks books do. But all my other books have the complete checklist challenge like this all together. So this one teaches the checklist challenge step-by-step. Step. All the other ones have a checklist challenge that goes with that paper. Every 95% of them do. On occasion, a very short, uh, descriptive story or something might not, but 95% of all projects in all of my books have the checklist challenge. And it looks like this, one task right after another. Now this one is already coded, as I said last week. So we can see that last week we talked about circling the verbs and they were circled in purple. Whatever they do here in the chart, they do in their paper. Then we talked about how they changed a verb to in each paragraph to a stronger verb. And that was in um, a pink highlight, I believe. So they changed saw to spotted, kind of orangey, maybe coral. <laughs> First paragraph, they changed saw to spotted. They changed um, he, it was actually Zach who did this, my writing assistant, um, changed went on to continued in the second one. And in the third paragraph, he changed, um, Let's see, that's covered up by my, um, if I can bring this up. <clears throat> um, where is that? I found it last week. Um, came to return. All right. And again, this is the secret to grading revisions, right? Because you just, as I said last week, you put their chart on one side of you, you put their paper on the other side of you, and you just check. Yep, first box, second, first paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, yes, verbs. First paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, yes, adverbs. First paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, yes, adjectives. And you can tell from the coding right here how to find all of those things. Then we also went in last week to the title, 
So a title was added, the Midnight Shoemaking Service, and it is underlined in yellow. So today we are going to go to the first task um, that we left off with. And um, just a reminder that the checklist challenge is customizable. So suppose you have you know, a fourth grader who hasn't had that much experience with writing and revising. So you take this checklist challenge from the elves and the shoemaker. And even though your child is in fourth grade, he might not be ready for all of these tasks. I do this all the time. I tell my students, open your checklist challenge up, open your book up to page whatever. And then I say, okay, everything on that page is gonna stay. Everything on that page is gonna stay. Everything on that page is gonna stay. And um, everything on that page is gonna stay. But you know what, this one about an adverb that doesn't modify a verb, we're gonna take that off. Now I left all of these things in for you, even though this is third grade and up, I wouldn't have that in my third graders. I would, I would just put it, have them put an X on it. They put an X on the box and they put an X on the task. But it's here for you because I want you to see all of these checklist challenge items, even the hard ones. So then I might say, you know what? Um, only the fifth graders are going to do this task here with introductory material. And the third and fourth graders can put an X on those three boxes and that task. Then I might come up here and say, all right, those of you, let me see, let's everybody put an X on the first one and look there, only extensions will do the compound sentence with the semicolon. So you basic kids can put an X on that and so forth. So you can kind of see how it is customizable. This whole checklist challenge as it is given here is something that I would do um, with sixth grade and up. And with fourth and fifth graders, um, I would take off like some of the compound sentences, some of the sentence openers, some of the semicolons, descriptive double adjectives. I would take off some of those. And then for like third graders, I would just have them do the first six or eight tasks. So you can see how customizable it is. Um, but in my books, this checklist challenge goes with that project. So if it is a second grade project, the checklist challenge is more than likely a second grade checklist challenge. It already has been customized for that project. Okay, so here we go to the first task that we left off with last week, and that is the band word task. So I am, for those of you who are doing the audio, I am on the page that has the following words at the top of it. From the band words, I believe it's at the top, Let's see. Let's see here, okay, yeah. Um, yep, yeah, should say at the top. From the band words list below, select one word that you have in one of your paragraphs, omit it and substitute a similar but stronger word. All right, and then it says in bold font, if you do not have any banned words, just code the CC box as directed by your teacher or place a check mark in that tells the grader that you do not have any banned words. And then there is a small banned word list that they should look for. And I teach them how to look for their banned words. When I teach this lesson, um, I will like assign each student a different column to watch for while I read the paper out loud and then they find the banned words in that paragraph. They'll say, oh, I've got little, it's in that paragraph, okay? Now, again, 
two months in to using the checklist challenge, even third graders and fourth graders are very good at the checklist challenge at their level, right? They know how to code. They know how to use it. They know what band words are. They remember many of the band words from the list. And by the time they're in junior high, they're, they, they just know these, what are they? One, two, three, four, five, six, 20 band words or so. And they know how to find those easily. All right, so um, in the sample, I'm gonna go back to the sample again. Uh, the band words are circled in pink. So I'm gonna go back to the paper and in the first paragraph, um, it looks like looked has been replaced by inspected. So they circled looked, they put a, an omission line through it, and then they carried it in their word inspected right there. In the second paragraph, um, it's way easier to do this when you have the paper in front of you um, because it's brighter and more colorful than it is on the screen. Okay, so there you see the bottom line of the second paragraph. They have taken out very and added incredibly with their little carrot and circled it in pink. And then they put circled their box in pink. So they match. And then the last paragraph, they have taken out liked and changed it to loved. All right, let's move on to, to the next task, which is um, yep, thesis statement. Okay, and this is just the lesson that goes with this to help you teach it. Um, and you can use the wording exactly as it's given there if you want to, as you teach. All right, so the next one only has one box and it says, add a sentence to the beginning of your paper that describes the whole piece. This is called the thesis statement. If you have already done this, you should still code this checklist challenge checkbox in the thesis statement in your paper as directed by your teacher. So at this point, they get that italicized message there. If you have already done this, you still have to code. Now this has taken my students a while, but from this point on, if they already have something, they don't have to add it again. Now they do the first eight or 10 tasks, but at this point, they don't have to do it again. And it's easy at this point to say, if there's only one box, you only want one thesis statement. If you already have a thesis statement, just code it. So let's see how Zach coded that to help you see how that is added. So here, it looks like his thesis statement, he added it to the very beginning, the very top of the first paragraph. And so I teach my students that you add your thesis. If you don't have a separate opening paragraph and a separate closing paragraph, you add your thesis statement, you tack it right on to the beginning of your paper. And then you do the same thing with your thesis statement, reloaded. So I'm just gonna do both of these while we are here. The top one, there's a carrot right before the first, right at the beginning of the first paragraph. And it says, help will come to those who are diligent and grateful. It looks like it's underlined in light pink or maybe purple, okay? And um, because the story starts out with a poor shoemaker had enough leather to make only one more pair of shoes, they're going to put something in that shows like what the whole story is about kind of. That is their thesis statement. And there is teaching on that that you can use to teach from. And then at the bottom, it looks like he underlined that in a light orange and he added a thesis statement reloaded. 
So that is one, a one-time addition as well. And it says, this man's diligence and gratefulness brought him success in multiple ways. Okay, so he didn't feel that his first sentence was adequate for a thesis, and he didn't feel that his last sentence was adequate for a thesis statement reloaded, which is using the title or using your thesis statement, using some of those words in a thesis statement at reloaded or a closing statement. So he added both of those and he coded them. So here we have the coding for the thesis statement underlined in uh, pinkish purple there. And there we have the thesis statement reloaded, underlined in orangish. Now, remember that this lesson takes each task, one task at a time with a page or two of instructions. The checklist challenge is one right after another that's in all my other books. So with every single project. And it has some keys and it has some examples. So they're always going to know how to do that, even if they forget what an adjective is, even if they forget, um, even if they don't have a good idea for a title, even if they forget what an adverb is. So the checklist challenge, once they get through this lesson of learning how to, I always recommend that you do one semester, first semester of a meaningful composition book, if you're a homeschooler or one tools and tricks book, if you are a co-op teacher or a brick and mortar, although brick and mortar teacher, although some co-ops do use meaningful composition uh, if they have a long enough session. <clears throat> but then that the lessons are all here in this tools and tricks, but the checklist challenge all put together looks like this. All right, after the thesis statement and the thesis statement reloaded with some teaching there about it um, is, a word that you've never used in writing before. All right, so this task is a, uh, an attempt to bridge the gap between a speaking vocabulary and a writing vocabulary. What happens is students speak with many, many more words than they write with, right? And part of the reason for that is because they feel uh, that they don't know how to spell something or they don't know, they, usually it's a spelling issue, right? And so I, they ask me, I tell them, use a writing that, use a word that they think they haven't used in writing before. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? And they're gonna do one of these per paragraph. And if you have already done this, you're still going to code it. So maybe you've never used the word shoemaker or L's in a paper before, right? And so you can mark one of those. And so this is not just changing a verb or not just adding an adverb, but this is actually bridging that gap between the speaking and the writing so that they are using more words in writing than they typically do. Okay, and there's a lesson to go with that as well. Um, so, and then we have a transition uh, from one paragraph to another. So they wanna make sure that their transitions are adequate between paragraphs. And so uh, there's a lesson about that and they do that to connect their paragraphs. And then there is a super short sentence of five words or fewer. Again, once you get to the title and the thesis statement, it says, if you have already done this, you should still code this. And the reason for that is because the reason we put in a super short sentence of five words or fewer is to help the student change the rhythm of their sentences. 
So a lot of kids write with really long sentences, but in SSS five, that's five words or fewer in one sentence is like a boom, right? It's like a staccato and it will kind of interrupt the flow, if you will, of longer sentences, give the reader a breather, maybe make it stand out, maybe make it seem more important because it is shorter. Um, and then we also later in uh, more advanced checklist challenges, we have the SSS five times three, and that's where you put three SSS fives in a row for emphasis. So let's go back and look again, there's a lesson there. So let's go back and look at the coding of these things. So um, band words, thesis statement, thesis statement reloaded. One word you've never used in writing before is um, a green highlight and um, uh, transitions are circled in blue and a super short sentence is circled in orange or yellow, that's light. So green, uh, never used in writing, transition and SSS5. So never used in writing before, in that first paragraph is fabricated. We see it highlighted in green. In the second paragraph, it is encountered. We see it highlighted in green. And then the third paragraph we see exited. Ooh, that, those are good ones. All right, and they're all highlighted in green. Okay, so again, we can check them quickly. Okay, transitions are circled in blue. The next morning, second paragraph, the next morning the shoemaker encountered two more beautiful pairs of shoes on his table. And um, a lot of times we'll have a transition lesson in, um, in a story writing paper, for example, and a project, and they will have a transition word list. Uh, if you watch my story, Teachers Pay Teachers, I'm going to have transitional phrases and words posters um, coming up soon. So you can find those there also. So notice how he has the next morning and then he has after the men exited. Okay, both of those are transitional. All right, then the other thing that he had was um, um, circled in yellow and it was, um, what was that circled in yellow? Um, let me see here. It's so hard to see on the screen compared to in person. It's very um, bright and vibrant in, in person. Um, let me just go back here and look again. Oh, SSS5. Okay, so his SSS5, the yellow is not showing up on the screen, unfortunately. Um, let me see. I'm not finding that. Um, wait a minute, they never came back. Well, he has that in there following a semicolon. So maybe that is what he meant there. All right, let's go back into, um, oh, there's transitions. Okay, yeah, this is part of that transition lesson where you can use a transition for two, a paragraph two, a transition for paragraph three. All right, so now we're moving into redundancy. And in redundancy, we, I tell students redundant means repeat. Redundant means repeat, right? And so they're gonna to try to find one word in each paragraph that is redundant. So that is a one word in a paragraph that is repeated. Now, I, when I teach on this, I teach them 
to make sure that it is an important word, right? That it's not a the, an, a, over, under, his, hers, stuff like that, that you want it to be an important word. And you will know that it's an important word because it sounds redundant, because those little words do not sound redundant. If you say the, an, and a three times in a sentence, four times in a sentence, that in a paragraph, I mean, that does not sound redundant. These words will sound redundant. Okay. And again, it says, if you do not have any redundancy, just code. So they'll just put check marks in, meaning that they looked for the redundancy. All right. And the next one is sentence openers. And um, these, like I said, I would, this would not be in the third grade one. Um, it may or may not be in the fourth grade one. It would be probably in the fifth grade one and definitely sixth grade through 12th grade, right? And these are the various sentence openers that I teach in all of my books. And they and it shows them how to add them. Again, this is always in the checklist challenge. So it's always there for them, uh, all the samples, all the examples, all the keys and little things to remind them. Okay, so let's go back and look at the redundancy and the sentence openers. So here we have um, add a different sentence opener. Um, and there's a list of them there and uh, just a, a generic list that shows them how to do it. And then it's underlined in green and the redundancy is circled in light red maybe. So redundancy, uh, circle, redundancy and um, sentence openers, red and green. Redundancy and sentence openers. So in the first one, we have um, circled in red. See if they, if they, if they fixed any redundancy. Um, Uh, okay, so in the um, first paragraph, he changed leather to material because he already has leather uh, once or twice in that paragraph. So that would be something that would stand out, right? It would stand out like a poor shoemaker had enough leather to make only one more pair of shoes. So he cut out the leather and then later on with the money, he bought enough leather for two more pairs. So that is a great change, right? Changing the leather to material. The next one, he changed um, shoemaker for tradesman. Outstanding um, change. Zach is an excellent writer. Uh, the biggest problem Zach has is writing young enough because <laughs> he's such an advanced writer, but he has learned how to do that really, really well in the last few years. <clears throat> so shoemaker to tradesman. And um, then um, circled, circled. Okay, shoemaker to cobbler. I love that. Okay, so then the openers. Underlined in green, the first paragraph in the morning, short prepositional phrase. The next paragraph, um, I don't see the underline, but he has it um, at midnight. And the last paragraph, when the men came in, actually he changed it to entered. So when the men entered, comma, subordinate clause opener. And notice that the examples have the right punctuation. So even if they don't know what they're doing, they can say, oh, I have a when clause, subordinate clause opener. Oh, there goes my comma, right? So it's right there for them. All right, and that teaches them more about that. And now here we have a coordinating conjunction with a complete sentence on both sides. So it tells them what a coordinating conjunction is. Um, it tells them how you do a CS on the left, commas, little cc, CS on the right, um, and it says, if you have already done this, just code it. And then it teaches them all about coordinated conjunctions. 
And then this is one with a semicolon. So let's go on back to the sample. See if those are here, because this is a little bit of a different. Um, okay, so the coordinating conjunction, uh, comma, fanboys, complete sentence on the left, complete sentence on the right is highlighted in blue. And um, the semicolon one is just an extension one. And it has uh, what looks to be like an orange or yellow highlight. <clears throat> so here we go. Um, uh, highlighted in blue. I saw that a little bit ago. Mm, okay. Um, it is in the bottom paragraph, top line. After the magical men exited the shoemaker and his, after the um, magical men exited, the shoemaker and his wife felt sorry for them, comma, so they quickly made new clothes and shoes for them. You can see it's highlighted in blue. And then the semicolon, I saw that a little bit ago too. I can, I can see these things, not so much on here, but usually like on student papers, I am like the fastest editor you've ever seen. I've just done this for so many years and I can find things. Okay, the bottom paragraph, one, two, three, fourth line. They put them on, on and left the shop singing and dancing, semicolon, lowercase. They never returned. Well, that was as SSS5 too. Okay, so um, there we have how to do and code the checklist challenge. I'm running out of time. So I'm just gonna talk a little bit about a couple more of the tasks without looking at the coding. So this is a descriptive double adjective. Again, if they already have something, they already have a double descriptive adjective and they can see the commas between them and, and the rule there and the, and the key tells them that double descriptive adjectives need commas. Again, this is for seventh grade and up, double descriptive adjectives with commas and teaching them how to know when to put commas in. Uh, grammar is definitely my jam. So I love all of this grammar teaching. Um, but uh, if they already have it, they would just, you know, box it in purple and box the box in purple. All right, and then they're going to edit their whole paper and correct any spelling and usage errors with their teacher. All right, that is a full, <laughs> a full checklist challenge lesson. And that just really shows you exactly how, you know, you can teach the checklist challenge using these detailed checklist challenge lessons in the first semester. Let me show you here in um, the first semester of, in all of these down here, right for month tools and tricks, that's, those are all the how to checklist challenges how to checklist challenge with the three little pigs for second and third grade, how to checklist challenge for the elves and the shoemaker in fourth and fifth, how to checklist challenge in a story about Mulan in sixth, seventh and eighth, how to checklist challenge Aesop's The Fox and the Crow in ninth and 10th or eighth, ninth and 10th, and then checklist challenge of Beauty and the Beast story for upper high school. So those tools and tricks are going to be the ones that teach you how to use how to do a sentence by sentence outline from a source with each part broken down page by page, and then how to do the checklist challenge with each one broken down page by page. And then you're ready for any books, right? Any of the books. And these are the first semester meaningful composition books that um, are now downloadable at the Character Inc. store. These used to be available only in print. They're also available from Rainbow Resource, um, but they are digital downloads now. So you can print the lessons you want to use out of those. And um, those are uh, mostly first semester books that have the how to 
do the checklist challenge. Thank you for joining me in this um, How I Teach episode 18 with Language Arts Lady. If you want me to teach your co-op or your family or your small group or your you and your Nate, your kids and your uh, kids as friends, you can contact me to create a class. I can do that online or in person. You can hire my husband. He is a hire a teacher guy. So he teaches uh, just one subject or two subjects for homeschoolers who just want one subject or two subjects taught by somebody else. And that's in line or in person. And then he offers tons of private tutoring, recently um, trained in the Orton-Gillingham uh, dyslexia method of teaching reading. And he, uh, he's very busy actually this summer teaching already. So thank you so much for joining me.